0: This is season five of the Score, the Team Roping Journals podcast, where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. Today's episode is brought to you by Coleman Proctor's sponsors at CSI Saddle Pads. It is CSI's mission to make sure you and your horse both enjoy riding, but that's not possible when your horse is uncomfortable or in pain. That's why CSI created the CSI Saddle Pad. They also know to fulfill their mission, they need to do more than just manufacture a saddle pad. Educating and communicating with their customers and the horse community about a good saddle and good saddle pad fit is something they take very seriously. CSI saddle pads are trusted by top rodeo athletes, competitors, performers, clinicians, and trainers because these industry professionals know how important it is to keep their equine partners healthy, comfortable, and performing at the top of their game. CSISaddlepads.com is where you can order yourself a CSI Saddlepad straight from the company. That's CSISaddlepads.com. Hey everybody, it is round 10 of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. It's kind of loud in here, so apologies for the background noise. Caleb Driggers and Junior Garrett just won the world. They set a single season earnings record of $340,708.23. They came in super clutch today, needed to catch, went ahead and were able to do so, made a 6.2 second run, did not place in the round. Tanner Tomlinson and Patrick Smith did everything they possibly could. They won the day money, split for a second and third with a 3.7 second run. It was really fun to see Tanner uh, on his game and Patrick uh, being Mr. Consistent all week long. What an awesome end to the 2022 Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. So first, I am going to let you hear from the average champs, Patrick Smith and Tanner Tomlinson. And please note, the interview was cut short. They had lots of people to talk to. Um, We'll have lots more with Tanner and Patrick in the coming months, of course. Patrick is on roping.com. You can find him anywhere. And we'll have lots of stories covering them. And their amazing, amazing 10 days in Las Vegas. Oh, and... By the way, they did break the average record. So uh, they are the new average record holders at 53 seconds on 10 head, which is no small feat considering Jake and Clay had it for decades. Andrew and Buddy uh, impressively broke it last year. Nobody thought they would uh, that record would fall anytime soon. And Tanner said, watch this. So enjoy this first interview with Tanner Tomlinson and Patrick Smith. 19 years though since your first average title in your first NFR, is that right? Yeah. My math is correct. Won
1: it in 03, right. won the average. Is your third one? Third, in, third average, yes.
0: Third average. Tanner, what does it mean to get Patrick Smith back to the NFR and then get him an average title?
2: Well, I mean, it's really, it's something I'll never forget. It's going to be probably my biggest moment in t- my entire life and it's just a blessing.
1: I already told him he's going to have a hard time topping this one. This was a pretty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to come out here and just go 10 for 10. Not that he, I, I never doubted my mind he would do it. He he's said all year, I promise when we get out there, I'll turn all 10, and he wasn't <laughs> lying. He did it.
0: Did you have any moments of panic this week, or were you cool, calm, and collected no, all week?
1: No, there's a few times I was a little nervous, but the last, since we called tonight, I was less stressed and it like it felt like I felt like I was wheel. I saw him, he looked I pretty did nervous. See at the uh. wheel
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> no, America, he was not at the roulette wheel. Um, were you nervous at all?
1: You know, I was, I really felt good this year. Um, I didn't like when I slipped a leg on the very first year. It kind of got to me a little bit. I wanted to do better than that. But honestly, um, nerves before, but never in the arena. It felt good. I mean, uh, obviously you have pressure and you have hype, but I felt good about it. I I felt good about my partner and and my horse both. So a lot of the times, you know, having a great header and having a great horse makes my job a lot easier
0: your relationship with coy how did you
2: end up riding old blue i met coy at nationals when uh, i guess it was my sophomore year or junior year i met coy and i mean i've always seen him rope at the Opens and stuff but kind of got to be pretty good friends and he moved down here from missouri and then when i was roping with brady norman he lived with brady and then that's i mean that's just kind of how we just got to be pretty tight
0: patrick what are you feeling right now I know that's a lame question but like Uh, what's going
1: on I feel great I'm super happy for those guys I mean Caleb and Junior having the year that they had coming in here um, and then being able to finish it off like I said I've been on both sides of this coin I've been the guy that's walked out of here with my head hanging low and been been on the other side where it's went well and man, what an incredible this is by far one of my best NFRs um, that I've ever had Uh, and it lights a fire and both of us. I mean, I know my partner, He's <laughs> now he's got this one out of the way. The gold buckle's next for him, so hopefully I get to be a part of that, too. Yeah, next year. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right, and now it is time to hear from the world champions, Caleb Driggers and Junior Nogueira. Mm-hmm. Round seven, they said that was the most important steer of your week. Did it feel like it? Does it feel like it now? I mean, they were all so important, as it turns out, but. Yeah,
2: um that's something i've done like three times ever my whole life is uh hickey the nose i'm for whatever reason my loop normally that that isn't something that occurs very often but uh i would rather be a hickey on the nose than a hickey on the horn i guess because it's easier to uh, get it fished off and then steer cut trying to cut back and junior smoked him and pushed him back forward in front of us and i uh (laughs) i dallied i dallied coming around the turn and then that steer come into me so I had a big old doughnut on top of my horn, and I was just sitting there like, what are you staring at? I'm like, I was trying to make sure that when I went to pull him that it didn't come off. Uh, but, yeah, that was, that was a crucial steer to get, get past. Honestly, 10th round felt pretty tough. That steer was a little bit low head and checking off coming into me a little bit and uh, just to have the mind frame to slow down and make sure and get him caught.
0: Yeah. Junior, you said he yelled at you on round seven?
3: Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, he asked me if he, if I saw so it. I was just watching the feet. And I know I was about to come and I was waiting for him to go. And the mm-hmm. street just hang a little bit. And then he just said, Wait, wait, wait. So then I know something's wrong. So we just, we just we do We practice a lot. So we know something's going on. Or a horse. Or same situation. You know, horse. He's fixing the horse. Wait, wait, wait. So I know so we had to ranch a little bit.
0: Um, did you start off the week feeling good, Caleb? Did everything feel good and normal at the beginning of the week for you? yeah when
2: we got started um i think we won a third and then maybe split a third and a fourth uh getting started and just kind of making our run um it, it all started kind of felt normal to me i knew that uh this week a lot of times when i come in here i'm going for blood first place and uh, i knew that i needed to be patient and make sure and have a good shot selection and stuff i think it was probably the fifth round or somewhere in there i uh got shook i had a great steer should have won good money on him and i got shook loose leaving the box a little bit and went took two more swings just to make sure that i that i called him. um i feel like i'm getting definitely getting older and maybe a little bit smarter knowing knowing when to throw and when to when to hold back but yeah i was i was pretty happy and then uh had to ride oliver in the third round wasn't too happy about that when I walked when I walked out back. They uh Cuervo wasn't up here. And I was getting close to the end of the bulldog and I'm like, We need need my horse and then they come riding in on Oliver and I was like, Man So I just kinda went out there and got on him. Uh Carlos always takes care of Cuervo and I just get on when it's time to rope. But uh I just kinda wanted to get on him and clear my head and kind of uh just get in the mental preparation of swapping because it was so last minute and uh I had no intentions of trying to place the round was tough even before it was tough honestly I had no intentions I was just going to try and get by that round and uh move on to the next one hopefully make a better plan on the fourth round uh if I was going to have to ride anymore if Cuervo was going to be ready
0: yeah and Cuervo was fine so it was easy to bounce back on that
2: yeah um Harvey and Danita done a good job all week for me uh she done her treatments on him and stuff She's even so awesome. even yeah even when we went and done uh, practice a couple times like I don't turn any on him but just letting him because he's so awesome about it. if he stays under me and moving forward then I can kind of mash him or whatever I need to do to try to make the steer pull through there the way we want to but uh I don't want him you know expecting it a little sooner or whatever and then sometimes when t- I learned that last year riding him here that you know, once the once I have to kind of pull him in the dirt one time, he's going to be a little bit smarter about mm-hmm. it the next time. So I wanted to, to be able to go and, uh, you know, run a couple on him. And she was out there at 7 o'clock in the morning for me three different times um, doing treatments on him and stuff. So, you know, that was a huge help. And, you know, it was – he's definitely my NFR horse. horse. Um, I love that horse more than anything probably. <laughs> but I, uh, I don't get attached to too many of them, but he's special.
0: Junior, when things started to feel bad, did you tell Caleb that you thought things were feeling like? How did you identify that this is not feeling good?
3: I don't think I had to tell him. <laughs> just watch it. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. He could. He's seen. I said, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> He's saw I, 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 No, I just. Uh, I don't know. It was just like different this year. You know, I just. I, mean, I don't know if I overdid it a little bit or tried to cover every little detail and just uh, you know, write tomorrow and we did good at the jackpots and just to trying to keep the same goal, you know, we dominate the whole year and it's been great and and we know how to pressure we need to do good too, so I just probably put a little pressure on myself but I just I was a little bit behind the whole time. It is said I told my mom, I didn't tell him that but I was just feeling like I couldn't get up like get going and I was just I was late, I was lazy. So and then uh, went get a leg on one the and then next was too good in average you know average is a huge fact and pays so well and then caleb's went turn one and then i just took one more swing to kind of freak out little b went for getting no time and then that was just kind of hard and then come back and trying to you know so just trying to you just start fighting your mind and trying to figure something out and then i just decided to to get on and on, on. <clears throat> lucky He's just moving his feet so fast and he's easy to just, uh, you know, make sure I take my time and I'm not gonna stay behind the steer. So, but that's, it's, Caleb did a great job. I feel like last year was 100%. You know, I feel great about it. And, uh, but this year he didn't, he was really smart and, and, you know, super professional about stuff. Turned every steer, never got a barrier, fish it off, make us stay hooking average. It's like we drew some tough steers too. Like it's kind of like everything is working
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> against us, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but you know, and everybody roping great. And then, uh, but we had a great year, and I think that's the reason that we're here. And then uh, we're so thankful and want to thank God for allow us to finish, you know, finish it off a great, accomplish this year we had as a team and families and everybody. So that that's main means more to think everybody then just to finish while we started.
0: Absolutely. Um, when did you start going to the South Point as part as part of your practice program? What when did you? What was that like? Did you start right away or
2: uh, this week? Or yeah, like
0: yeah. Did no, you? when
2: when was the first time we went out there? Uh, maybe heck, I guess it would have been the seventh round. Yep. The day you ran the white
3: steer. No, 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 that's oh, the
2: night. No, not, 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 not. Yeah, so we would have went that morning. Um, I don't really remember exactly why we went out there. I don't, I don't recall the sixth round, but apparently I felt something in my horse that oh, the sixth round was the black steer that we had come hard. He come hard left, and I had to, I had to rein him back really hard, and um, I knew that we was getting in a, I knew that we was getting in a situation where um, them guys were doing really good. And I kind of felt like I was going to have to start pressing a little bit. And I wanted him to be very, very true for me to kind of do whatever I needed to do and so I went out there and we we run a couple uh, steers on him and then we practiced on Oliver and stuff so
0: um, what does it mean for you to you know for Tanner and Patrick to be second for Patrick to win the average what you Patrick's one of your old partners yeah. one of your every time I call you, you're in the truck with him. Tell me about that. you guys are friends. That's awesome
3: to see, you know, young kid like that guy come over here first time and done such amazing job and as you can tell, you know Patrick from Learn from the Past, been one of the greatest and just didn't make it for a while and then come over here and just still got it, dominated. It's that's awesome. Like I say that I never say that but I know if I didn't win up always shouldn't the wanna because I know he put a lot of work into it to, you know, get that run together, get that kid where he is right now and they done amazing they put a
2: show right here with no doubt i'm very happy for him oh man yeah go ahead yeah no doubt um that's what i told tanner earlier i said man you don't even know how good you are honestly because i've i've come in his same shoes it feels like you know kind of going for first and stuff such like that and for him to go and do his job every single time and um give patrick the looks that he did you know that he's so far ahead of time and uh that comes from a lot from like Junior saying is from preparation from uh, Patrick being here so many times and kind of knowing knowing the play and everything else. But knowing the play and executing the play is two different things. And he done a very good job this week, and I'm proud for him.
0: I um, too, absolutely. What does it mean? This is she's so much older this year, <laughs> is <she? Okay. laughs> Oh, good job.
2: Nguera. Oh, that's mine, Noguera. Oh, that was Driggers. <laughs>
0: Hey, oh. <laughs> this is the best interview ever, <laughs> oh, babies. <laughs> he was born after the finals. What's his birthday? What's his birthday? Thirteenth. The third. That That's my around. birthday. Really? We have the same birthday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <are> you're gonna <laughs> have a cake? cake. Yeah. Oh my goodness! That's awesome. Can you say world champ? Uh, say world champ. Word say world champ. World champs. Yeah. Just like that, yes. Oh, where you going, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, you have all your family here. I will let you go. Hey, real quick, what does. You, you said you love Cuervo more than anything. He's the only one at your place, you told me earlier in the week, that won't ever leave?
2: Yeah, uh, when I bought uh, Dre back. The second time, I uh, vowed to myself that I'd never sell him, and now Cuervo's right there, same same pasture. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to all these episodes of The Score all week long. Thank you to our producers at the Money Barrel Podcast and Craig Jones for editing this podcast all week, staying up late at night, even for the record when he was in Las Vegas. Again, we will be back with you all next week.